Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. I hope you're getting ready for a great Easter weekend with friends and family, but let's get it kicked off by talking some Disney. Today, I go over some of the fun stuff I got to do out at the Disneyland Resort last week as we kicked off the Disney 100 Years of Wonder celebration. We're going to talk about some great nighttime spectaculars, both at Disney California Adventure Park and Disneyland Park. How about a nighttime parade? We also talk about the newly improved Toontown, including Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and a great food and wine festival on the West Coast that you got to check out. I also talk about many other things that I did for the first time, including riding the subs, uh, taking on a canoe. That was crazy. Going around and seeing Fantasmic. Just it, it was great being at Disneyland. We give many tips and just take you around this very special place over the next 45 minutes. Don't forget today's show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all this possible, and I cannot thank you enough for that. Our patrons also get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest every week. If you'd like to join us, we'd sure love to have you coming over this weekend. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2266 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Happy Good Friday to you and have a very happy Easter weekend here around the world. Hope it's a great one. You get to spend some time with your friends and family and enjoy the uh you know, maybe get some ham on Sunday after church and, and enjoy the, the holiday. And uh, we're going to get it started here by talking some Disney. And we're going to go out to the West Coast and recap some of the stuff that I got to learn last week out at the awesome Disneyland Resort. So today to have that conversation, two folks who are also huge Disneyland fans. We have Ricky from the themouseforless.com. What's up, Ricky? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. And yeah, this is Lucy's first Easter. So, uh, you know, I... I, I, I Going back and forth though, should I buy her a little basket or yes. not? You know, I mean, I'm thinking I should, you know, but you know, I, I think I'll buy her like a little, a little Easter bunny. So we've, we've got that. So yeah, um, it'll be a, at least, uh, you know, the Easter bunny won't be laying eggs this, this year, but uh, you know, we're, we're looking forward to that in the future. So. <laughs> Lucy still needs to hunt eggs this year. Just make them easy. I mean, you know, just she's make them easy. Just, I mean, yeah, like point at colors. Six inches yeah. away. Just so she okay. Can all right. Just so it. she can. She can grasp the idea of hunting eggs. Exactly. Okay. I mean, it's it's fun. You got to. I have to say, you'll take all the pictures with the eggs and the. Oh yeah, I have and... I have some cute Easter outfits already. I mean, you know, people have already, you know, family members and stuff have already sent me, you know, fun little Easter, you know, uh, ruffly skirts and ears and yeah, all that kind of stuff. So she's 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 ready to go. Yeah, but that age, you'll have five outfits for one day. Which is Correct. I mean, that's because she'll spit up in all of them. Well, that's so true. I forgot about yeah. that. God bless. I'm glad we don't have that anymore. <laughs> all right. Also yeah. joining us, my brother from another mother up in Michigan, your friend of mine, hashtag Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. So this Friday is always an interesting one for me because it's, it's Good Friday. And in my line of work, um, we're tied to the stock market and the stock market is closed on this Friday. So that means no work for me and Elizabeth. 
but Emily has school. Yeah. So it's we all, as you guys know, like the three of us do everything together, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those weird days where we wake up, we take Emily to school, and we're like, it's like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, what do we do? What do we do? And like, I even like joked about maybe we should go to Chicago and then like for the day or something. And but look at art museums and, you know, try to be exactly. Abe Froman. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So it's always kind of fun. The weather usually though is kind of iffy and it's going to be kind of iffy this, this, um, it, I think it's iffy today on this Friday, but it's always fun. Yeah. We just, we drop Emily off and then it's like a, a day date for me and Elizabeth because we don't have to work and we don't have Emily to deal with. So it's kind of fun. You totally need to go to Chicago. Just you two. Like and be back by the time she's out of school and just like not let her that's right. a challenge. I thought not about maybe know. like Thursday night, you know. <laughs> I know this is everyone knows it's kind of pre-recorded a little bit. So I'm thinking maybe Thursday night we we stay there and like my in-laws take Emily to school to give us a little little buffer, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Well have to give us an update Sunday night on the live call in show. We'll hear about yeah. all the adventures, uh the, the good Friday adventures around downtown Chicago which there can be lots. Okay, so we're going to talk about my trip that I, I was very lucky to get to head out to Disneyland last week. I was out there from Wednesday through Friday. Very quick trip. Um, my second time at the Disneyland Resort. We are out there for a media uh, kind of thing to uh, promote the the, uh, the brand new Disney 100, uh, 100 Years of Wonder celebration is actually what it's called. But on social media, you'll see the hashtag Disney 100 is kind of what they're going with. Now, Scott and I talked about this on Wednesday. I was going to ask Ricky, because Ricky, I know you didn't work. You're on, you're on maternity leave, but I know you were going and, and you saw your uh, your coworkers today. You're out and about showing Lucy off yes. and so forth. I remember those days. Did you happen to see the sizzle reel that was uh, that was released today for the Disney 100 promotion earlier today? So I saw it, but I didn't get to watch it because I couldn't, you know, like I was when I when I saw that they got it released, that was at Panera. So I was like, well, I'm not going to watch it loud at Panera. So I uh yeah, I, I, but I saw that it got released and, and saw good things from it. So I, I, I think it looks really exciting and I can't wait to actually like, you know, press play and yeah. hear it instead of, you know, seeing it go through my timeline. <laughs> yeah, when you hear it, it hits you in all the heartstrings, right? It's what oh, Disney sure. does best. And it, yes. it's, it's one of those, it, you know, Disney has done this for years and years. It's why we love going to the parks. It's like why you love the movies. It's like why we do the show. It's it's those touching moments of your little girl interacting with a stormtrooper, um, this girl that, that that's you know cannot hear interacting with Tinkerbell and Tinkerbell signing the word Tink to her and she just lights up that wow a Disney character can do sign language and speak my language you know because probably not expecting that and the parents you know that that's special to them that they can have that connection it's you know what I think is cool about these kind of sizzle reels and, and you can go check it out on any social media is that. I think we all get to get to bring in our own perspectives to what we see in that. You know, like if you're a movies fan, you probably got a kick out of seeing the Avengers stuff or the, you know, Pixar stuff or the Disney animation stuff. But if you're like me, I'm not a movie guy that much. I saw the little girl just look up at the stormtrooper and you could tell the stormtrooper. I couldn't hear what the stormtrooper said, but the girl just went like, cause you know, he, he must've just told her to freeze or something, you know, she could not believe it. She's probably like two years old, you know, and just seeing a, a grown man like me, get to, to meet Chewbacca, you know, like that, that was probably, you know, he's probably 50 now, but that was, that was him when he was four getting to meet Chewbacca. Finally, four decades later, it happened in galaxies. It's that kind of stuff. And Scott, we kind of talked about this, but I mean, I think that's what Disney has us just right there, you know, wrapped around their pinky in one minute. They, they just keep us coming back. Cause there's so many things. There's so many like connections cause they own so many properties cause mm -hmm. with the star Wars and the Marvel and, the history of, I mean, that's why it's Disney 100, right? I mean, you're going back to those early days of the early 
classic princess movies like Snow White and Sleeping Beauty. Like they just got you, you know. And when you put like a good score, like a good background, and like some Walt speaking and anything like that, like it just it gives you all the feels. You don't even have to be like a crazy park goer like we are. Like like my dad could probably watch that and feel something, and he's never been before. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just gets everybody, and that's what they do best. It's I so agree. good. Yeah, everybody I haven't even seen something. the thing yet, and like I'm already crying. <laughs> you gotta see it. Yeah, because of course it starts off with Walt. As soon as it starts off with Walt talking, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, okay. that does it immediately. Yeah, <laughs> Walt talking. Okay, I'm a big puddle of tears. It was yeah. Walt talking and then the train going in front of the oh, train stop. station at, okay, Disney, yeah. at Disneyland. I'm like, I, I mean, like, I was just there. Like, it was just ripped my heart. I'm like, ah, that's my. And here, you know, and Alfred actually mentioned this in the live chat. And we kind of talked about this on Saturday or on Sunday Night's Live Colin show is that. You know, I'd never been to Disneyland until this past July when I went out with Scott and his family and my family. We had a great time. We were out there for a week. And this was my first time back. And this time it felt comfortable. Like it, it immediately, like I knew where stuff was. Like I knew how to navigate. Yay, I'd that's sit, awesome. Yep. I'd stayed at the Disneyland Hotel in July. I stayed at the Disneyland Hotel again this time. Last time I was in the Frontier Tower. This time I was in the Fantasy Tower. Um, but I, it, it felt Next like I'm going to be in the adventure land. Yeah, tower, well, I no, like. I didn't keep me in the fantasy tower. It was cool. Um, but <laughs> you know, I'll take any of them. It's fine. But, um, yeah. it was one of those things that, you know, I was solo too, which was kind of a bummer. I'd rather been there with my wife, my girls, you know, that that's one of those things, but you know, stuff was, you know, they're, they're busy. You know, I had to go out there and solo. So that's, that's what I did. But it was, it just felt comfortable, even though I hadn't been there that much, you know, Walt Disney world. I obviously, I don't even think about things, you know, you just walk, been there so many times, just like going to the mall in St. Louis. Like I know, I know places in Disneyland better or Disney world than I know places in St. Louis. Cause it's just, we've done it so much, but it, it kind of felt comfortable out there. Of course, there's still things I hadn't done. And we'll talk about that in a minute. I got to do so many new things this trip. Cause you just still can't do everything. Um, so I, I really focused on new things, but it's just one of those things that it, it, it I, I just want to tell people that are Walt Disney World fans, because I was that for, for at least 15 years. You know, everybody said, Mike, you got to go to Disneyland. Everybody said that. And I'm like, OK, fine, I'll go someday. And I just kept in the back of my eyes like, I, I don't need to go there. It's small. It's only got three hotels. It doesn't have the Skyliner. It doesn't have the boats. It doesn't have, you know, water parks. It's just it, it's in the middle of a city like you can see the Denny's. I keep hearing that. Like, that's not me. I want to be in a bubble. But I'm telling you what, I was in the bubble the whole time I was there. I took a lift from LAX, got dropped off at the Disneyland Hotel, got picked up for a lift at Disneyland Hotel to go back to LAX and never left the, the bubble of Disneyland. And I never saw the Denny's because I never went past the Esplanade. You know, it was just it was wonderful. And even if you're a Walt Disney World and you're skeptical, a Walt Disney World fan, you're skeptical, give it a shot. And this Disney 100 is an excellent opportunity to get out there. And I'm going to talk about a few reasons why. And then I'll get into some of my other stuff that I did just as like a vacationer. One of the things that we got to do that was super cool that I think parallels an experience at Walt Disney World that many of you, if you've been to Walt Disney World, you've done something similar. They have a thing out at Disney's California Adventure called the California Food and Wine Festival. So it's very much akin to Food and Wine Festival at Epcot or, you know, um, Flower and Garden Festival. With all, they have the little kitchens, the little booths all set up on the promenade around California Adventure. They only have 11 kitchens. But here's the thing. You might say, oh, only 11. Like Epcot's got, what, like 40 or so, probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't know the exact number. Ricky, how many do they usually have? Like 40, 50? 
They have a lot. No, there's like 20. <laughs> there's a lot. It feels there's that a lot more way, but there's really not that many. There's, I mean, there's a lot more than California Adventure, I yeah. think. I mean, because it's, it's probably like 20. It's probably like 20. Okay. Either way, though, here's here's why I really enjoyed California Adventure, because of the how and this is the whole this is kind of the theme of everything Disneyland. Everything is so doggone close. Like you could go from one booth, like 50 yards, you're 50 feet. You're at the next booth. Like they're just kind of like in pods. And here's another tip. If you're going to go out there, I got a couple tips for you. If you're going to go now, the, the, this this festival only runs through the end of April. It runs through. Let me show my badge here. Through April 25th, so you don't have much time left on this one. But if you go, you can order your food at any any kitchen and pick it up at any other kitchen. So my hack was I went to the kitchen that sold Impossible Burgers, which never had a long line. Sorry if you like those, because I know some people do, but it didn't. It always had the shortest line. So I'd always go to that booth, order my food, order my chicken wings or my sliders or my IPA hot dog or those wrapped in a pretzel, whatever. I'd go there and then it, just because it wasn't far away, I just walk over and pick up my Cuban slider, whatever it was. So that's a tip if you're going out there. It's great because everything is close. The other thing is they sold these passes called the Sip and Saver Pass. Now, I know Disney World has those like gift cards, but this thing was exactly like the Year of a Million Dreams Dream Fast Pass. It used to have eight tabs around the outside. There are no tabs used to left. Have eight tabs. There are yeah. zero tabs left. I'm showing it here on the video on YouTube and Facebook because Mike ate all eight tabs worth of food. So what you do is you can get anything off their menu. Uh, uh, one of the, I mean, they're like you can't get a flight of beer. You know, any like regular item, either a drink or a you know food item, off their menu, and you just redeem a, a tab. And so you went around and you just give them a tab. And so this, it's on a lanyard. You buy it right as you go into California Adventure. Everybody had these things. Like so many people had these things and it makes it so easy to go around and just snack. And I used it for two and a half days because I get like two snacks here and three. Yeah, it's great. It's perfect because it keeps those like lines moving too. Because you think like, okay, someone's getting their credit card out or they're trying to pay cash. Or even if you're using like a gift card, that takes time to run the transaction here. Boom, you just peel off one of those tabs and you're good and you can prepay it too like we always talk about mm-hmm. it's so much nicer to prepay for things like that so i like the tab yeah i, I agree wish we had that yeah yeah. I, yeah again those are two things i wish they could somehow bring to epcot because this you know everybody just wore this around their neck i mean everybody had these on the california yeah. adventure and you just walk up there boom hand a tab and you know the thing was like and everybody was figuring it out you could order it you know like yeah you know, i want the cuban slider and i was ordering at the impossible burger stand they didn't you know they just it was right there on the computer they give you a receipt. Yeah. You That's a way you can make magic for a guest too. You always talk about the old fast pass days where like you're walking out of the park. Oh, I had these fast passes. Let me give them away. Now I know you and me, Mike, especially like, we're not going to waste any tabs on food no, and beverage, but not. you never know. You might, you might buy that for eight and you might have two left. You might, then you can just do a kind gesture and give it to a guest. I thought of that, but the rule is like, you can't, you, your tab has to be attached to your card oh. at the time you hand it to the cast member. Okay. So I wanted to bring this home as a, as a memento because it has the dates on it and stuff. So I would have had to have given them the entire like lanyard, gotcha. a, a big plastic. It had to still been attached. So I was bringing this. That makes that hang. makes sense too because yeah. like there could be like some counterfeit breaking yeah, bending so. of the rules. Yeah, with that, exactly. you know? yeah. I thought of that though because I was like, well, if I have a couple left over, I'll hand them over to somebody because I'll be going home, you know. And yeah. I want to, but no, no I just sense. I ate all eight things, so I did not have that problem. Um, yeah, so that was really cool, and it's just it's one of those things like they have all those tables set up kind of right there in that little park area in front of world of color. Um, just, and I, you know, the weather wasn't perfect out there, 
but it's not so stinking like humid. You know, it's like it was comfortable to, to eat, to snack. It was just wonderful. It's a and, good time of year to have oh, it there yeah. in like, uh, you know, March. Spring. Uh, well, how yeah. long does it run for? Like, yeah, it was you know um, yeah, Mar- March 3rd to April 25th. So it's a short, you know, okay. I, that was what shocked me too, right? I mean, the, the festivals at Epcot are what, like six months long? And this thing is, you know, uh, what, you know, yeah. six weeks? Six weeks, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. But you said that's, you a good, did that's a good amount. You did something similar, though. You said during the holidays at one point that was kind of similar to this. Yeah, so kind of like how they do at Epcot, they do like the festival, like the of the holidays they do something similar or they used to at least at dca and that's where my experience was and very similar to yours you know like the boots all seem to be like really compacted together like you don't have to bounce very far between boots and just made it really nice and convenient and man i'll tell you there was some good food at those boots and uh it sounds like they're still doing the same thing over there right now which i which i get two thumbs up approval for yeah. yeah i did the same thing for the festival of the holidays it's it's really great over there so yeah, it's really great. And you can tell, Scott, so I left on, my last day in the park was Friday. I was there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Crowds were super low. Wednesday, Thursday, I mean, I was just like, just going on everything. And I had park hoppers with Genie Plus. So I was just like, I think I went back and forth from Disneyland in, in DCA on Thursday, I think like four or five different times. Because I just kept going back easy and to forth. Do. It was so easy. And, uh, and I was by myself. Right. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go use one of my things. I don't want to, you know, I've, I have a free, free uh, meal here, so I'm not going to pay for food. I'm going to get that because it's lunchtime. Now go back to Disneyland. Um, but um, the Wednesday, Friday, Wednesday and Thursday, because the weather wasn't great in the mornings. I think that helped. Like locals probably like, eh, it's kind of chilly. It's raining in the morning. But then the rain would stop like at 11 and the sun would come out and it was great. But in the morning, it wasn't perfect. So the crowds were like, great. Friday, I went back to the hotel to take a nap at around two o'clock in the afternoon. I came out of the Disneyland hotel to go back to the park like at five to, you know, cause it was my last day in the park. I was flying home at six in the morning on Saturday. I'm like, okay, I'm just like, I've done all my rides I want to do. Right. I'm just going to go see Phantasmic at Disneyland and go get a couple snacks. I'm just going to, this is like, you know, house money at this point. I walk out. Holy. I dick Scott. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Southern California was in Dis- uh, downtown Disney in the parks. It was crazy, but it made sense, right? It's a locals park, but the difference in like three hours from two to five, I could have crowd surfed like all the way across the Esplanade. I mean, it was it, not that, but it was, I mean, it was shocking how quickly, like at five o'clock, everybody must have got off work and like, we're doing, you know, it's date night at Disneyland, like in the old days or something. It was wild. I didn't mm-hmm. care. Cause I was just, you know, I wasn't trying to do anything. I was just watching Fantasmic. It's, it's unbelievable though. Like, I mean, that happens, like, especially on a Friday, you're really going to see that, you know, but like even on a Wednesday, like it, you could just, you know, you could be in there all day. And then like, normally you would think the crowds would like thin out. People are ready to go home. It's the opposite. People want to come in that just yeah. got done working. It's yeah, so totally. funny. Yeah. You're right. If all Disney World's the opposite, man, it was just like, whoo, hello. Uh, okay. So a couple other things I want to tell you about that are, that are, uh, you know, special to Disneyland that are happening. Um, Wonders Journeys, which is their new fireworks show in Disneyland Park. Um, very cool. So let me tell you what's special, you know, obviously awesome fireworks, but you can see a different show in four different locations within the park. Um, cool. We saw it projected. We had a spot where we saw it projected on Small World, but you can also obviously see it projected on the castle. Um, it's projected on the buildings on Main Street USA, and every one of these is a different, different show. Like they have different elements. And they're probably similar. This is what they yeah. told us. You know, I've, I only got to see it once, so I, I don't. You know, they could be blowing smoke, but I'm sure they're. I'm sure they are different. But I mean, the music's the same, right? I mean, but I mean, I'm sure they are different. 
And there's a fourth location. Where would the fourth location be? I can't remember because I didn't, I didn't write that. Uh, but it was so when, when they did Disneyland Forever, there was one like where Phantasmic was. Um, so I don't know it. if that's where it was. But I saw it at Small World. And that was, I mean, because I'd never seen, you know, back at Small World. We saw it in July on the castle. We saw the fireworks from Main Street, which was awesome. And if you see it on Main Street, you could see Baymax uh, fly Ooh. over the castle. I didn't get to see that. I, no. I should have looked over that way, but I didn't. Um, but here's the here's the thing about that show. It has a segment. If you're watching the projections, so again, you want to get close if you really want to get the the uh, the perspective on this show with the fireworks. You know, it's just like Walt Disney World now, where you gotta, you know, you can see the fireworks from Seven Seas Lagoon at Walt Disney World, but you don't get the projections. You don't get the story. So you want to see the projections because in this new show, they have a clip from all 62 Disney animated features within the show. Nice. Even the new that's the new amazing. one that's coming up. I think it's called Wish, she said. Is that oh, a new so. one that's coming up? They And the transitions are butterflies and the butterflies, some, there's some symbolism with that. They're in a lot of movies. I forgot what she said about that. So I love the animated film, so I would I would love this. And it's a good um, fireworks show. It was I mean just yeah, Mike's never itself. seen half the animated films, so <laughs> he doesn't know what any of them are. But yeah. the music, I mean, it's the whole thing, right? I mean, I yeah. I was talking with this 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 wonderful woman who um she's another travel agent. She she lives in Kansas City, and we got to talking at a couple of the events that we did, and she was super nice. And <laughs> it was one of those things like she has older kids like me. And at the end of the fireworks show, we're kind of standing there and I'm kind of choked up. Right. And I'm like, isn't this terrible? Like I am a 49 year old dude by myself here. And I'm like choked up over a fireworks, you know, over animation on small world and this fireworks. And I'm like, this stuff gets me every time. And it's like, because it brings back these memories of, you know, my older daughter Paige and, you know, doing this one time and, you know, Mallory, my younger daughter, who's now almost 16, you know, doing it. She's like, I get it. She's like Disney pulls on our heartstrings with these shows. They know exactly, they can bring the new, but they bring the nostalgia at the same time. And she was exactly right. I mean, Scott, we talk about this all the time that, you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum this week about, you know, the, the transition from happily ever after wishes was our show back in the day, but you know, wondrous journeys, a new show, a new fireworks show, yet it still stirs those emotions from years gone by. Sounds Crazy. great. Yeah. I'd I just, I mean, this really ties into that Disney 100 theme too, right? I mean, because you're getting like the 100 years of animation or whatever. Like, I mean, it's just, yeah, I, this sounds like a fireworks show that's like meant for me because I, I love the, I love the animation and I, I have all these ties to even when I was younger. So Mike, I know you might not have that tie. You had the tie with your kids, right? Mm -hmm. But you probably didn't necessarily watch these shows when you were younger. Maybe you did. I don't know. But like, I just... I just have this weird memory of like 101 Dalmatians just being like my favorite movie of all time. And if I ever hear like any bit of that soundtrack, like oh I just like, yes. I just get like this excitement and like goosebumps. Like it's just the weirdest thing. And like, I just feel like I would be experiencing that the entire time watching this show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, that's very true. Ricky, I mean, do you have something like that? Because I, it was weird because, you know, obviously it was packed all around Small World and you would yeah. hear people like, just wail and scream for a random when a random character popped up on small world, you know, and it would be like you said, like Fox and the Hound or something, you know, something that wasn't a huge blockbuster, but that must've been their connection or their, you know, their childhood memory. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I could totally see, you know, there's, there's the first movie that I remember actually seeing in theaters um, was actually Oliver and company. You know, so like that's a movie nobody ever talks about, but like that's the first one that I remember actually seeing, and that has a fun little soundtrack to it too. So you know, I 
I could see where people would just lose their minds over, you know, the the movies that they grew up as with as kids, and uh, even some of those unique ones. Like nobody ever talks about Oliver and Company, but that's absolutely <laughs> the first movie that Oliver, I ever saw. You, yeah. You're talking about that soundtrack, got yeah, Billy Joel yes. in a Disney movie. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll check that out. I'm gonna, oh my gosh! Yeah, you probably didn't even know that Oliver and Company was a movie that Disney did. Yeah. <laughs> I heard about it. I mean, I, I knew it was a movie. I've never seen it, but um, I will have to. I have Disney Plus. I'll have to check it out. Okay, so uh, one other thing: Disneyland has a nighttime parade. I mean, come on, it's awesome. Magic Journeys, or no, it's not called. It's called. It's called. That's not Magic Journeys. What's the name of it? Why am I thinking? I got that stuck in my head now. From I'm thinking of like Magic Journeys from Epcot. Yeah, because now or... I got Magic Journeys yeah, stuck it. in my head. It's not. It's um. No. And it's not paint the night, right? It's not paint the night. It's the one that was that came out right before COVID, and they brought it back in seventy five percent. Oh, of the, uh, magic happens. Magic happens. Why do I have magic journey? I, I kept hearing know. the song. I just kept hearing because I was like back to the Magical Mouse Radio days. Magic yeah. journey. Because whenever that song would come on, I'd be like, "This is the trippiest song ever." It is such a trippy dude, song, it, dude. Like it is trippy, and Emily would like. <laughs> Emily loved it though. When she was younger, really? she would like always want me to play that. Dad, can you play Magic Journeys? <laughs> Oh my gosh! Yeah, she hates it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. been a week. I'm just telling you. There's a country song called "It's Been a Year." It's been a week. I'm just telling you. Anyway, so um, yes, this parade they have a nighttime parade. It's awesome because again, it's a nighttime parade and it has contemporary folks that that the kids get excited about. Okay, here's the one thing I I was confused about, and I wanted to bring this back to you. You got to see. It. I mean, it's just it. It's obviously there's not you know it's parade that has beautiful floats. It's got great upbeat music. It's got all the scores that you like. You know it's got Tiana. It's got Frozen. You know it's got uh, uh, Moana. Who's uh, who's the guy? The big guy in Moana. The guy Maui. Maui. Yeah, yeah he, Maui. he's pretty. He was pretty cool in the parade. I liked him. But it has Merlin, like the wizard. So is he in that new movie that's coming out? Is that why he's in that? Or is he no. in, is he in a Disney movie? No, he's in a movie, The Sword, Sword, Sword of the Stone. Okay. Because yeah. Yeah. this Merlin, here's the thing. Like we, we, they, they told us, you know, before we went to the thing, like the day before, like, hey, watch Merlin. He's got moves. And this old like wizard guy on top of this float, man, he is like busting up. Like he's got dance moves. I'm like, this, this is not, this is like unusual for a Disney parade. Because, you know, like the princesses and the princes, they're all pop proper during the parade. Nope. Merlin's up there with his like stick. And he's like doing like, it's like, it's almost like techno music. It was the way it was a weird float. Like I was like, this is pretty awesome, but it's kind of out of place, but it was, it was fun. It was cool. So it's that, a nighttime parade, Mike. Something yeah. that we've been just wanting back so badly in Florida. Um, and yet they have one in Disneyland. It seems unfair. It does. But it was, again, it gives the park like a like a reason to be there at night. That and the fireworks, again, it's just like the old Wishes Spectre Magic combo. It was wonderful. So make sure you do that. Um, I wanted to hit, because you know we're about halfway through the show at least, some of the stuff that I got to do as a first-timer just as a vacationer, because that's what you'll probably be doing as you go out as a guest to Disneyland. And some of the stuff I never got to do my first trip, and I had so much fun. So... <laughs> probably the top thing that I did and this is so random was the the canoes <laughs> I got in because I mean when you're solo right you just like what do I want to do so yeah. I got on what are they the Davy Crockett canoes or the Davy yeah the Davy Crockett canoes right so mm -hmm. no line for this obviously and there's a reason <laughs> so you get 
you get on these on the rivers of America. Of course, you can ride the sailing ship Columbia. You can ride the Mark Twain, which is like the Liberty Bell at Walt Disney World. Um, you can, you know, you take the raft over to uh, Tom Sawyer Island. There's lots of things you can do. But I was like, I saw the canoes go by earlier in the day. And I'm like, dang it, I got to try that. Like, I've, I I know they have the cast member races. You know, that's like a thing at Disneyland. They yep. do that like once a year. And, you know, it, I mean, this is one of those things. Like when I saw the canoe go by, I told myself, I said, Mike, I can't believe that is a thing in 2023 that they have people on that dirty river with oars like in a free floating canoe because that thing literally could tip over like it's not on a track. It's it's a for real canoe. So I'm like, I got to do it. Like, you know, when you're in Rome, right? I called my wife. I'm like, dude, I'm getting ready to row a canoe. Like I'm not putting on a life vest. So pray for me. Because the, the little girl in front of me, man, they're putting them on life vests and everything. I'm like, this is for real. Like, they're putting life vests on kids to do this attraction. This is this is whacked. So anyway, I get in. I'm in the second to right seat from the front. Whole boat's full of Dodgers fans. It's opening day for baseball. Obviously, a lot of Dodgers fans. I think there's a couple of Padres fans. Everybody's got, there were so many people with their baseball gear on, which I thought was super cool. I'm decked out in Cardinal stuff. So, of course, the cast member. So the way this works is there's a cast member on the front of the boat and a cast member on the back of the boat. The cast member on the front of the boat kind of tells you when to row. And the, the guy in the back, it was a guy, he was like, he steers. Like, he takes his oar and, like, you know, makes sure that you don't run into the boats and, you know, the sides and stuff. So we get out there, and he, you know, tells you to put your oar up over your head, and then, you know, put your hands in the right place, and then he tells you stroke, stroke. Well, so I'm the second seat. I'm sitting behind, like, a seven-year-old girl in front of me, and that is so bad. Don't do that because this seven-year-old girl was taking this dirty water from Rivers of America and just like splashing me with it. Like, so what I ended up doing, instead of trying to paddle, I'm just trying to use my oar to keep her oar from splashing He's me. Blocking You're playing defense. Yes, I'm playing defense because this girl, and I don't want to be mean, but I mean, I'm pretending like I'm like I'm, a, like I'm an idiot, right? I'm just like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I can't get the cadence, you know? So I'm just like, boom, smacking her oar, boom. Because like, she was like pouring water. Like, it, we would have, we would have, sunk if I did his letter just keep throwing that water back into the boat and her dad did not care like next to her pff, didn't care like I was getting drowned like this drowned like she just kept just throwing it on me and I didn't have like a raincoat or a lot of people wore raincoats I didn't know but it was it was one of those things like you just don't get something like that anywhere else and so I've rode a canoe with a bunch of Dodgers fans around Rivers of America that was awesome another thing that I got to do was um I got to do the subs because those were closed when we were there in the summer. Now, Ricky, have you done the subs at Disneyland? Uh, I have. It's been a very long time, uh, but I did them. I did them as uh, Finding Nemo, though, not as the That's 20 Thousand Leagues. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I, I did do the subs, um, but they were closed the last time I was actually the last two times I was there. So I did not get to do them um, recently, but they're so, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I was a little worried I'd be claustrophobic in these things, right? Because they look super tight but when i i was like you know what i just have to do it like you know i used to not fly i regret that you know get in line mike ride the subs so i got in sat down and when they closed the hatch i kind of went but then i was fine i just like i was like i'm okay like and the thing is the roomier than they look like there's plenty of room in there they're not super tight you know they're, they're not that bad and it was a cute little attraction and again it's nostalgic Sorry. like that goes way back scott have you done the, the subs yeah, I love the sub. So it's like it's very similar to the Finding Nemo ride at Epcot, and I like the subs so much better. Like I don't know what it is because it's maybe because the ride vehicle is like so unique compared to like anything that. else. Yeah. So like I, 
it's very similar to like the yeah the finding nemo at, that you see at the seas but i just like it so much better because yeah the perspective is just so much different but i, I want to say like the same soundtrack is happening like in the background when you're on the subs too that you have at epcot so very similar attraction but it's fun i like it i'm glad it you did it mike yeah i am it's too different. and deanna's asking if it was claustrophobic i mean it, if you have claustrophobia it kind of was like at very first like when they closed the hatch but then you just got to look around and be like, you know, the ceiling was probably, you know, 10 feet above my head. There was plenty of room in there. And you just got to tell yourself, you're not really going down like 20,000 leagues under the sea. Like you're just like scooting around a lake. You know, you're you're you got to remember, like you, they could pop, you know, you, you're, you're really not going under a mountain or anything. Like you're fine. Like you're good. That's what you just got to tell yourself. So. Yeah, it, and she says like she pan I was worried I would panic. And for like a split second, I thought I might. But I'm so glad I did it and it was fine. And what I did too was I videotaped in front of me in the porthole. So that kind of kept me busy. I was looking, I was trying to find, you know, like, where is Nemo? Because the first part of the ride, Nemo, you're not looking for Nemo. You're just kind of looking around like, a, you know, divers and clams and stuff like that. Yes. But it, it's, a, it's a neat little thing. Uh, okay, let's see what else. Um, I got to spend some time. Oh, the other one thing they had to see, I forgot about this, was World of Color 1, which is the new uh, updated World of Color and so if you're an Avengers fan or a Star Wars fan, you got to see this show. And I don't want to see I don't want to give too many spoilers. If you've seen um, World of Color. It's a special show, right? OK, I, I don't know how you guys feel about World of Color, but I kind of loved it in July. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. The thing was, like, I, I couldn't believe how. Like. I think what I fell in love with one was the music for world of color and just the, like the background with the, with the Mickey's fun wheel and the Incredicoaster, like it, like that backdrop looks fake, but you know, it's like, it's real, like it's real attractions, but also how many, how many of those like spritzes of water they have going on all at once, like in that lagoon, they don't have like 50, they must have like 200, like at a time. And, and the fact that those, those colors will keep their solid red or green or yellow color, you know, a hundred feet into the air. Like it doesn't lose the, like a hundred feet up. It'll still be yellow. It's great. Like the visuals of that show are amazing. I, how, where would Agreed. Ricky, where, where would you rate world of color when it comes to nighttime spectaculars? Like as far as Walt Disney world and Disneyland, like, yeah. Um, I think if I were going to watch a spectacular, that would be one of them that I would choose to watch. Uh, definitely. It's, it's, it tells a great story. The the movies that are represented are really fantastic. And the method that they show the story is is really great too. You know, I think that's kind of what they wanted to do with Harmonious, but it just didn't quite hit it. Uh and so, you know, I, I, I think that I think it definitely is is one of my favorite um nighttime shows. And you know, I don't see a lot of nighttime shows, so for me to say that is actually means a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it, yeah. It's, it's Scott, I know we're out there. You made a point that we we're going to have a good spot. We saw it right up on the front of the rail because that's how you really I think you really like World of Color. And this is a plus version, I think, of it. Yeah, I'm a big fan of World of Color. Like what got me, though, so my first time seeing it was over the 60th anniversary um, several years ago. And they had um, we, we talked about it earlier in this episode tonight about Walt speaking and it had a lot of Walt in it, you know, mm -hmm. lots of so that like just you know, grew my attraction to, you know, to World of Color. Like, oh my God, like I was crying and all this, like, this is the greatest thing ever. And since then I've seen like different versions of it, which is kind of cool how they can do that, right? Like they can just like bring stuff in and out to make it like feel fresh. Um, so that's one thing I really like about World of Color is like, you know, it has like this, um, 
you know, you could do it multiple times and maybe have different experiences because you could you could stand somewhere else, right? You could stand mm-hmm. further left or stand further back. Like there's so many perspectives of world of color that you can do, which is why it's one of the top rated things for me to do at Disneyland. Yeah, it, it you definitely have to set aside a night to go see it. And again, like I said, there's some Avengers in there that's pretty cool. And I'm not an Avengers fan, but I thought it was awesome. And if you're a Star Wars fan, I'll just say, I mean, not really a spoiler, but the Millennium Falcon like flies over. It's awesome. You just got to see it. And, and Walt does talk in this one, too. So you get that. It's not gone. Yeah. So another perspective I wanted that show, speaking of perspective, is like, if you have one of those like theme park view rooms over there, you can watch it from your room. Oh, yeah. Like, can you imagine? Oh, like, that, just like from your bed watching World of Color. Yeah, oh, the Grand oh, California. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So let me just give some tips. Okay, obviously, we kind of talked about this on Wednesday. At Disneyland, if you can get there at Rope Drop, Disneyland Park, DCA too, but especially Disneyland. If you get there when the park opens, you can get so much done. I think it's more than Walt Disney World. Like, I think it's more than the Magic Kingdom. Like, Especially, you just go back to Fantasyland. Like, you can go on, you can just go on Mr. Toad's yeah, Ride. You can true. go on Peter Pan. You can go on uh, Snow White. You can go on uh, Pinocchio. You can get on the Storybook Canal Boats. You can do Alice. Um, the thing is, like Scott told me when I, you know, I didn't know what to expect in July. Everything is so close together. Yeah. You walk off one ride and literally 50 feet, you're at the next ride. And there's no yeah. line. You're just walking on things. Like, that first couple of hours at Disneyland... I'm telling you, go at rope drop. And Scott, you have a good tip. If you're coming from the Eastern time zone or the central time zone, use that in your favor. Cause you have that, Oh yeah, you know, it's, sure. it's earlier or later for you. You're awake earlier. I will say though, don't do Dumbo though. Um, if, if you rope drop and you do Dumbo first, like, I don't know what it is. Cause it's like slow loading. You know, they only have the one where at Walt Disney World, you have two of them going. You could waste a lot of time in line at Dumbo. I don't know why it is, but at Disneyland, everyone goes to Dumbo. Like I like to go to Alice in Wonderland or like you said, like maybe Peter Pan or, or Toad, but Toad. like, I love, there's something about starting in fantasy land. Cause like you said, there's like nine to 10 things you can do. there, like all compacted right there. You can knock it all out in a couple hours. It's so awesome. And it's the essence of Disneyland. Like I just, I love yes. fantasy land at Disneyland. Like I, there's something about it. Oh, it's my I favorite just, land. Yeah, it's I, so I, good. I mean, it's it's, so I good. feel like I'm in like 1955 or something. Yeah. It's classic. It's, it's classic. And, and especially in the morning, like the first couple hours, like when you're going back and forth from attraction to attraction, like you literally will walk into like Peter Pan or like Hook. I, I, this happened to me. Yeah. I was walking across and um, Alice and the Mad Hatter were sitting out having tea with, with a kid at a table. <laughs> that and, is awesome. And so then I hear this band playing. The band is on the carousel. Like the carousel's oh. going, but the band is playing on the carousel. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, See, they, they yeah. do some cool stuff out there. Yeah. yeah. Because it's, they don't get hounded like right. they would have all Disney World. <laughs> yes. Because I'm like, where I can is ask that you band? a question though. And, yeah, go ahead. So you got to experience the updated to town as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can you tell us about Mickey Runaway Railway or the queue? Because the videos I've seen of that queue just look so the cool. The queue is so cool. Yeah. 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 The, the queue is obviously a step up from Florida because, again, oh, yeah. they, they learn, right? And they retrofitted the great movie ride to um, to the great to uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. But they just they take guest feedback and they, you know, this is more whimsical, obviously. And it's got a lot of, you know. I think they said this queue has more hidden Mickeys in it than any other queue in any other Disney attraction. That's what they told us. So if you're a hidden Mickey fan, look for that. The ride itself is exactly the same. Um, it's a clone. Uh, but I will tell you about Toontown itself. Let me give you a couple of tips there. There's a place in the back where you can get um, picnic lunches. Okay, so and you can mobile order these. 
and you get this cute little picnic basket. Like it, it's, it's a plastic little basket. I think the meal's like 30 bucks or something. And there's all these uh, green spaces. It's AstroTurf. <laughs> it's not real grass, but there's all these. It's not. I thought it was just like one space, but there's not. There's like four or five little different separate areas where you can sit and have a picnic. And I think that is super, super cool. So, you know, and you can bring your own food. So I saw a lot of people, you know, busting out bags of Lay's and, you know, sandwiches they pack from home and just having a picnic as the kids kind of ran around and had a good time. So I like that. I think that I think every park needs that. I think that's where we are. The Magic Kingdom has that now with that, you know, space in the hub with all the green areas. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. People are taking advantage of that. Um, there's OK. There is. Um, you guys have probably seen it on social media. Have you seen that toy they're selling? In the, now, the gift shop post Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is amazing because I know we don't really have one in, in the studios. It's just kind of a little, you know, little that small little like, add on cart thing. Yeah. Yeah, like, they have a full on yeah. store and it's got nice. awesome merch. It's it's a big store. And they, did you see that little like replica of the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway like attraction vehicle? Like where the little yeah. cars like they, they're not attached yes. to each other, but they follow yeah. each other. <laughs> Dude, yes, that's so cool. cool. It's that's expensive. Cool. I think it's Did like you get one of those, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like 125 bucks. <laughs> Ooh, no, gosh. but they have a they have a table where like kids can play with them, and the kids wouldn't give up the controller, so I never got to play with it. But <laughs> of course, it was. I cool. wouldn't give it up. <laughs> Heck, no, I wouldn't give it up. <laughs> it was no. super cool. So check that out. Just watch it. Uh, but okay, that will come to um, World as I'm like sure. A... Dude, 125 oh, bucks. Sure. Yeah, yeah, 125. I was about to say the same thing. 125 dollars. That's definitely coming. Yeah, and I hope the picnic yeah. baskets come too. Cause that'd be really cool in the magic kingdom. Uh, they, would. You know, they could, they could probably sell them at Tomorrowland uh, Terrace, yeah, you know, and cause that's closed until they start doing the, um, the, the fireworks show, you know, the, the dessert party. So do that in the afternoon. That'd be a great place to do that. No, I agree. And they, they were going like, there was a line there people were getting them and people were, you could tell people were excited because I mean, here's the thing. And I was thinking about this. Cause again, when you're solo, you got time to think cause you're not talking to anybody. So like, when's the last time you went on a picnic? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, there's like, you hear about picnic and, you know, picnics in like books and movies yeah, and never, but I mean, like you take a 10 year old or a, you know, eight year old kid, they've probably never, ever sat down on the ground and had a picnic. I've like, never what's had the a picnic. I, I've done a few. I mean, St. Ferdinand what? Park. Yeah, no, I've never, I've never done a picnic. No, we did a I bunch mean, when I was a kid. About, I mean, I, I do them all the time. But yeah, I do but, too. But I mean, I think, I think a lot we of kids do, like good parks, especially during COVID, we were doing them all the time because there's nowhere else you could go. We would just make lunch or dinner here and then we go have a picnic. But I see what you're saying though. Like very rarely. Yeah. It's a novelty. It's like out picnicking. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a novelty and you know, here's the educator coming into me. Like you're giving a kid an experience. That's kind of a part of Americana, right? Like, eventually a kid in school is going to read a book where the, where the characters go on a picnic, you know what I mean? Like it Mickey Minnie's run, run over the railway. That's kind of the basis of the attraction. But if the kid has never sat down and had, you know, a sandwich and some chips and a drink on the ground, they've never picnicked, you know, so give them an experience. Yeah. I mean, it's a Disney experience, but it, it's a picnic. So it, I was thinking about that. I'm like, I bet you a lot of these kids have never picnicked sad, but give but them by a out in California, though, it's probably like because you got the ocean right there, so it's probably happening. It a probably lot is, yeah. They're probably yeah, you know? better than us. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. They live in a better place. Okay, one here's here's the oh also there's a there's another shop next to that one where you can buy food and they have <laughs> mini donuts that are covered with um, cinnamon sugar. So if you ever need a snack, it's it's called Daisy something or other. 
you can mobile order these things. So I'm just saying, I mean, I know there's beignets over in uh, New Orleans Square. So that's an yeah. option. But if you need I didn't mini donuts. I did see any beignet photos of you. Did you make get, your way over there? Never got any. Wow. I know. I, dude, I was just, I, I, I couldn't That's why at Disney, all. there's so much to do at Disneyland. I, I didn't have I'm a corn saying, dog. Like, I didn't have a corn. Because yeah. I was, because I was, the thing is, if I wouldn't have done the what? food and wine festival, I would have had those oh, things. Yeah. But I, I had eight things at the food and wine festival. So you can only eat so much. But like so many people say like, oh, you don't need more than two days at Disneyland. I always say like, dude, I could do like three weeks at Disneyland oh, yeah, if I seriously. could, you know, because yeah. there's so much to do. Like yeah. you were there like three days, didn't have a corn dog no. or Mickey beignets. Like, nope. ah, I'm stunned. No, I know. I, I felt sad about that, but I mean, I couldn't put any more food in my mouth. I was so full. Yeah. Like I just, yeah. I, you know, Something for next time. Exactly. We're, hey, marathon. I'll be tearing it up. Half marathon. Um, I got to save some of those favorites. Uh, what here's the really, I think this is a game changer tip for Toontown because we got a wrap. We're going long, but, um, and this is not just for parents that have kids that might have special needs. I think this is for anybody. This is for parents of any child. And this is for childless guests. And Disney did this on purpose. And I put a tip out on social media about this, but I want to make sure everybody hears this on the big show. Because I think Disney's really trying to think about how they can make the theme park experience the best it can be for every guest. And so in Toontown, way in the back corner. So there's a there's a meet and greet building, Mickey's house, where you can meet Mickey Mouse and his friends. And it's kind of up in the back. You go past Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway, past the place where you buy the picnic baskets and the mini donuts. It's in the very back corner. But it's a big open green area. And it, there's a, in the back of that, there's a another green area that's covered in dark and shaded. And what this is, this is kind of a decompression zone for kids that just, they're overstimulated. They've been in the park and it's just been too much. All the sights, all the sounds, all the smells, and they just need a place either just to run around, you know, on this, on this open green grass, or just to get in the darkness where it's a little bit cooler and just sit with their parents, maybe take a nap, you know, and even adults, if you just need to sit on this bench back there, there's like a kind of a comfy seating bench and the shade and the it's kind of darker back there. It's almost like a little cave. Like it, it's great for anybody that, you know, that has any, any problem with getting overstimulated. And we all get overstimulated in a theme park. I mean, dude, you're getting hit with sights and sounds and smells and, you know, people bumping India just nonstop at a theme park. I mean, it's fun, but it, eventually it wears you out. This is a great place to go. And you wouldn't think Toontown, right? That's the last place I would think to go. I'd be like, oh my God. Because it's so far away from everything else in the yes, park. That's why it a, seems like it's a, yeah. a strange spot. And I mean, the last place I want to go, like, the, the, you know, it's Stroller Central on the opposite side, right? I mean, there's 7,000 strollers and you got kids that are nuts. But in this back corner, it was tranquil. It was quiet. And so if you have a child that needs a little downtime or you need a little, I, I totally almost went back there and took a nap because it was, I was just wore out. <laughs> Disney thought of this. So I'm just saying, take advantage of that. If you have a child that needs that, there's a place. Just go to the back corner of Toontown. Just keep walking upper back corner to the left of Mickey, Mickey's house. And I'm telling you, it, it could be a game changer for some families. It, I'm glad Disney's thinking that way. It's good stuff. That's awesome. That's good. I just shared that tip. That's a, that's a really, really good one. I like it. Yeah. And so maybe this, we'll see some of that in the Walt Disney World too. You never know. You know, I yeah. was thinking about that back area and, and uh, well, it, I almost called it new fantasy land, but I don't know if it's been called new fantasy land for a long time. Um, but it's, you know, over by the train station. And uh, I think they were going to have it have like, be like a phone charging place back in the day. Um, but that would be a perfect place. I think for, right. for that kind of situation. And everybody needs that at some point, right? And it's just an option. You know, it's just, it's somewhere that if you need it, it's there. If you don't, go on. But I, I thought that was, that was, that was really well It doesn't done. have to be for everyone, but it's good to have that option. Absolutely. Agree, it's, it's well thought out. So 
Stay at the Disneyland Hotel again. Great stay. Just it's a wonderful deluxe hotel. Um, just I, I love it there because you have all the Disney history touches. You got all the photos yeah. and and all that stuff. So I had a good time. But we'll, you can know, I ask we'll, one more quick question? Yes, because we got really quick. Did you bring back the cinnamon chips twist things um, so, for your family? Yes. Okay. So here's the deal: Rancho del Zocalo, my favorite counter service restaurant at Disneyland, the Mexican place, is probably the only place at Disneyland uh, Park that you cannot mobile order. Bummer. Mm-hmm. And on Friday night, apparently everybody likes Mexican on Friday night, like Mike. So I stood in this lo- All the I, locals. Yes. And I intentionally went there last because I was going to bring home some of those chips, c- cinnamon chips. So I waited in this long line, like for like probably 35, 40 minutes. To, and I got a burrito and rice and beans. So good. But and I got my chips and guac. They have chips that are like um, lime chips, so I got those to eat with my guac. And I got two bags of cinnamon chips, which are currently in my kitchen. One is almost gone, but the other one's still there. So well, it was, Good it's work. Monday we're recording, so Friday they probably. <laughs> That's actually the longest line you waited in all week. Was totally, for, and was it for was, dinner that night. And it was gonna happen. And I carried those things like I carried a like a, like you would carry Lucy, right? Uh, Ricky back on. I carried them on the plane and uh, <laughs> like making sure they were safe and protected. Yeah. Dude, they went in yep. that overhead bin, and every person that slammed a uh, uh, you know a suitcase up there. I'm like, easy. Oh no, easy. stop, stop. I was like, I have chips. My, my Lyft driver grabbed my bag. I'm like, no, 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 those are going in the back seat. No, 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 back seat chips. So yeah, that, that's my favorite snack. Really, that's I think. awesome. Yeah, they're so good, and they're just in that little brown bag. It's so homey, you know. I, I do mean, love that spot though because, like, man, we can go on and on about Disneyland, but one of my favorite things is just like relaxing, sitting somewhere, and just like observing and watching. And that's a great place to sit. Like you're right by Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Mm-hmm. You have like a pathway you can see people just walking by, like. Oh, I wish I was there right now, Mike. I know. And then I just walked over and I saw Fantasmic and I was ready for the cannon. And here's the other thing real quick. And again, here we go. Fantasmic at Disneyland (laughs) is so awesome because like, I can't believe the stunts they do on that ship. Like the, 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 the pirate woman and then Jack Sparrow, like they are swinging on these ropes, probably 30 or 40 feet up in the air. Like from like, you know, mast to mast. It's great and it's dark. Like again, I can't believe they do some of that stuff. It's wild. That in all those like undead pirates on the ship, it is Oh yeah. Oh man, it is so cool. It's like, more intimate too. Like Yeah, you're right there. Where I'd love it at Walt Disney World, but you're like in this giant theater, you know, it's like this bigger production where at Disneyland you're just like sitting down on some brick and it's like right in front of you. It's oh, so awesome. Yeah, I loved oh. it. Yeah, I was watching it like right next to a tree. Like how homey is that? Like yeah. It was like a branch, like right next to my head. Like it was, I'm like, this is, is this real? Like I'm in a theme park. It was like a tree hitting me in the ear, like a branch. Yeah. And I love it. So cool. It's so awesome. Anyway. So if you have any questions Sunday night, we could talk about it, you know, anything like that. So uh, yeah, it was a great trip, but uh, get out there. If you've never been to Disneyland and I know some people are like, eh, it's too small. It's not for me. I said that forever. It is it, it, nighttime parade, great fireworks show, great hotels, great dining, especially counter service, new stuff to see. Make it happen. Give it a snacks. shot. Not even just like the dining. I mean, all the like snacks, the corn dogs. Yeah. And, oh, and I mean, like the nostalgia out there is just so thick. Like you're walking through it. Like you just, you, you have to cut it with a knife. It's crazy. Yep. It's awesome. All right. We're going to get out of here. Thanks so much for hanging with us here on a Friday. We'll have the live show Sunday night. So join us on Facebook and YouTube, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock central. Give us a call. Uh, don't forget, you can uh, help us by booking your next vacation with us at the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out over at themagicforless.com this weekend. 
Also, please use our Amazon affiliate link, BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who support our show and make all this possible. Patreon.com slash BeOurGuestPodcast. Join us and get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. Give Ricky a follow on the social media at Ricky Nibs, R-I-K-K-I-N-I-B-S. Scott's at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at BeOurGuestMike. We'd all love to talk to you this weekend. So come on by. Let's have some Disney talk on the socials. All right, we're going to get out of here and let you get on with your weekend. And we'll be back again on Monday with another fun trip report for your feed. But until then, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon. down.